to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, A.J. Hogue, where A.J.'s more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's A.J. with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. Hi, I'm A.J. Hogue, the author of Effortless English. Learn to speak English like a native, the father of the Effortless English system that trains you You speak English fluently. You speak English powerfully. You speak English effortlessly. When you train with my VIP program, when you join my VIP program, when you commit and don't quit, commit to my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. There it is. EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Just put this on the screen a little bigger. There we go. Now, of course, uh, we did our movie technique lesson yesterday our movie club lesson yesterday the first one the first club the first lesson of the matrix wonderful now some of you are asking me about the recording the recording will go to vip members vip members you we'll get the recordings all the recordings of the matrix movie lessons so you'll get all the parts uh i said this i did a walk and talk today uh So you'll hear this again. I'll just repeat what I said. But basically, I need a few weeks. My my web designers, I need to make them like a new little area for the VIP members where I will put the movie lessons, the movie club lessons. Uh, But they will be there. Just be patient. Might be four to eight weeks until we get that on the site. But it is coming. So all VIP members, you will get the movie technique the movie Club Lessons. You'll get the whole movie of The Matrix. It was really fun yesterday. I had a great time. Uh, it's a fun movie. You know, we, we chose a good movie for our first movie because it's really a fun movie. It's a cool movie. Visually, very interesting movie. The story's very interesting. It has deeper messages which are powerful that fit our book club also. So it's a really nice combination, Matrix and Brave New World. Um... Yeah, it's just cool. It's a really great movie and well acted. The acting's great. The filmmaking, as I was talking about yesterday, this the way they tell the story and they have the mystery of it and everything is also very cool. Yeah, and even the special effects are quite cool. So it's just a overall a very entertaining, very well done movie with some great, with a great deeper meaning or great deeper messages as well. So, having a lot of fun. I had a great time yesterday. And we'll be back again Sunday for part two live. Now, just uh, saying hello to everyone. We are live on Facebook today. I'm going to talk about... Oh, i got to show you my new shirt. Let's see. Move the... So, I have a snake diet t-shirt. <laughs> if you're watching on video, you can see it. It's a snake on a fork. Kind of a joke. You know, it's not you don't really eat snakes for the snake diet. But I got a snake diet t-shirt. I ordered one and just arrived today. Good timing. Because that's our topic today. And it's good timing because I reached my goal. It took me five weeks. In five weeks, I reached my goal. You remember on June 1st. June 1st, I said I was 80 kilograms. It was 80 kg. June 1st and at that time I started the snake diet I started fasting and I said I want to go down to 70 I want to reach I want to actually get just below 70 kilograms that was my goal and I did it yesterday actually two days ago but close enough 
and uh, I reached it. So it took me five weeks, five weeks to drop 10 kilograms. That's 22 pounds. That's quite impressive. That's impressive. I could have gone faster. I did two-day fasts. I really did a series of two-day fasts. You know, I would eat every 48 hours, basically. That was my main routine for the five weeks. And I dropped 10 kilograms in five weeks. And, you know, some of you are worried, oh, what about muscle? You know, muscle's about the same. I I know because I can measure my strength. I can measure my strength because I'm still doing the same exact exercises as I was doing in May. So I know how many push-ups I can do. I know how many pull-ups I can do. I know how much weight I can do with pull-ups. Um, of course, I'm dropping body weight, but I the, the one that really measures it is deadlifts. Deadlifts is when you pick a weight off the ground. That's a full body exercise. It really works your whole body. And um, so that's a really good measurement of overall strength. And I actually increased my deadlifts. Uh, not in Not in weight. The weight stayed the same, but I increased the number of deadlifts I can do. Like I used to do about six deadlifts with this huge sandbag I have, uh, which is quite heavy. And uh, I increased that to eight deadlifts almost every day. So my deadlift repetitions went up. The weight stayed the same. So that's a very good kind of uh, objective measurement of strength and muscle. It shows that during the five weeks of fasting, while I was losing all that fat, I did not lose strength. I did not lose muscle, which is important. That's very important. You don't want to fast and lose muscle. That's not good. You want to keep your strength and your muscle and lose the fat. And I did. So I bought, why did I buy the snake diet shirt? Because I want to support him. I want to support Cole Robinson because he's really helping a lot of people, help me, helping my mom. I have an aunt who's doing the snake diet now. My aunt Jill is doing, she started the snake diet one week ago, already lost uh, four kilos in one week. Amazing. And now I have another uncle. My uncle Johnny is watching the snake diet videos. He might start doing it too. Quite powerful. So, you know, this guy does all this for free. On uh, He only takes donations the guy that does the snake diet, Cole Robinson. So I want to support him. So buying a t-shirt was a night, you know, one way to support him. I'm going to donate some money to him also. And my mom is planning to donate money to him as well. So we'll talk more about that in a minute. Let me just say hello. We're live on Facebook today. Today we're on Facebook. And we've got the usual suspects. <laughs> the usual suspect, kind of a joke. A suspect is, is someone who maybe did a crime, but we often use this as an idiom. It just means the usual people, the usual people. A little bit of a joke. So we have the usual suspects. We have Merrick and Dalal and Elena and Lisa. Antonio, good to see you. Cleefy, of course. Nice to see you. Ibrahim Ali. Buratoki man. <laughs> Din, nice to see you. Chirac, hey, good to see you. Bufendra, of course. Vladislav, of course. Anna Samander, good to see you. Antonio Suarez de Lima, nice to see you again. Nasser again as well. So, you know, I really appreciate you guys. Zuzelina, nice to see you. Francisco Silva from Brazil. Cardo, of course. Ramesh Mina Sevak, of course. So you guys should probably recognize these names. If you listen to my show a lot, you're going to recognize these names because these are our really... Uh, 
regular live viewers who join and and also these people uh, and of course others too because new people join a lot and I always appreciate the new people also who join live and you guys just you contribute so many interesting questions great questions you contribute so many interesting comments and uh you know it's so many i can't do them all i can't do them all each show so i try to you know do as many as i can but you know uh but i appreciate it thank you oh some people asking about the shirt cleefy and lisa uh cleefy says nice shirt how can i get it uh, just go to his website snakediet.com that's where i ordered it it's a little expensive but he's using it i think to raise money you know as a donation i think it's like 40 dollars, which is expensive for a t-shirt but i think it's because it's it's i think of it as a donation i'm not buying it just for fashion i'm, I'm donating to him uh because like i said he does everything for free only donations so it's my way to donate to him one way snakediet.com now uh this is uh all in kanji chinese characters did you buy the snake juice no there's no need you know he this is another way he raises money he sna he sells snake juice but he even says in his own videos that you don't need to do it you know if you're really lazy you can buy the snake juice uh, but it's expensive compared to making it yourself the snake juice is just salt water it's just salt and potassium you can do it with baking soda if you like for the sodium. Uh, you, some people add a little bit of magnesium. But the main thing is salt, potassium, salt, potassium, which both are extremely cheap. Super, 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 super cheap, okay? And you can buy that at a grocery store or even online. So I just buy it. I mix it myself. It's almost no money. Like Din says, I'm thin, I need to increase my weight. Right, but then you don't want to increase fat. This is the key. Yes, gaining weight's great, but I'm guessing you want to increase muscle. You want to add muscle weight. Um, and so you, the trick, <laughs> the, uh, the challenge is to add muscle weight without adding fat. See, a lot of guys, they get in there and they get at the gym, they start working their muscles, they're lifting weights, but they eat like pigs and they do gain some muscle, but at the same time, they gain fat. And so they start getting their stomachs big. It's not healthy. So the key thing is gaining that muscle, but not gaining the fat. Bufendra says, today I'm doing a dry fast. I'm feeling weak. That's normal on a dry fast. Okay, dry fasting is more difficult. And uh, you're going to get a bit dehydrated and you're going to feel tired. Even Cole Robinson says this, that it's it's the reason dry fasting is more difficult. So you just expect it. I did a one-day dry fast and I did a two-day dry fast. I haven't done it a lot, but I did did it twice. And yes, both times, especially the two-day dry fast, on the second day, I was pretty tired. That's normal. With the snake juice, with the salt water, um, after you adjust, after you get used to it, I, I would feel fine. I, would, I didn't feel tired at all. All right, guys, I'm just going to talk very quickly. And uh, then I'll come back to your comments and questions. So just a minute. I'm just going to just talk a little bit more about fasting. I talk about this a lot in, in today's walk and talk as well. But anyway, the fasting, the point of the fasting. So I just uh, kind of, uh, I just want to give you my success story with the fasting and uh, kind of as my appreciation to the snake diet and Cole Robinson. Cole Robinson is his name. Snake diet is his kind of brand name. 
Anyway, um, so as I said, on June 1st, what happened is that uh, one of our Effortless English members on Gab, he sent me a message about interviewing people. He said, you should interview this guy, Cole Robinson, the snake diet guy. And he's kind of funny, and he, he 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 uses a lot of bad language, which he does. And so I said, oh, okay. You know, as usual, when you send me a suggestion, I'll click the link and I'll check it out. And so I checked it out. I watched one of his videos, and boom, immediately, I was very interested. I was like, whoa, this is very interesting. This is powerful. This is interesting. You know, he has a great personality, very passionate and emotional and motivational and strong personality, which is very entertaining. But beyond that, more than that, is just that the information was so powerful. Um, both the fat loss, but and also just the, the healing, the health benefits, so powerful. And that's what he focuses on, the really the physical health benefits. So I was like, wow. So I started watching. I watched a lot of videos in a short time. I probably watched three, four, five hours of videos on snake diet that night. I was convinced immediately. I was convinced. I said, ah, I'm doing this. I'm starting it right now. Okay. I had already eaten dinner. I already had eaten my dinner for that night. So I watched the videos and I said, okay, I'm not going to eat tomorrow. I'm going to do 24 hours fasting. So I'll not eat during the day and I'll do one meal tomorrow night. So immediately the same day, right away after watching the videos, I started my first fast, which was 24 hours. That went well. It was not so difficult. I mean, honestly, sometimes I would, I would already, I would skip breakfast many times and, uh, also kind of I was already eating pretty small lunches or sometimes skipping lunch um, you know only eating like two meals a day so it was not a big deal I was a little hungry in the afternoon but then I ate my dinner at night the next day the 24-hour fast was pretty easy well that next night I watched even more videos <laughs> and I said okay I'm going to, I'm now I'm going to do a two-day fast. I'm going to do 48 hours. I decided immediately. So then I, di I did not eat for two days. So my second fast was 48 hours. Now, on the second day, I felt kind of tired and uh, uh, not, not terrible, but eh, just a little tired, uh, kind of hungry on the second day. The first day was actually quite easy, but the second day didn't feel so great. Just kind of fatigued, tired. But again, not terrible. So I got, I survived the two day and uh, I ate a meal again. But the key thing is I was weighing myself using a scale and I noticed, oh my God, I'm dropping. I'm dropping like half a kilo each day, which is a big amount. And even maybe some of it was water, but I was drinking water. So I was not dehydrated. I was doing the salt water not dry fasting. I was not dry fasting at that in the beginning. And really, this five weeks, I did not do much dry fasting. I just tried it. But the main thing I was doing was the saltwater fasting. So anyway, after the two day, I thought, well, feeling it was not too bad. So I watched more videos and I thought, all right, I'm going to do three days now. Um, now I'm going to do 72 hours. I'm going to do a 72-hour fast. So immediately, I didn't eat for three days. So my third fast was 72 hours. So I did one day, ate a meal. Two days, another meal, and then three days. So on the three-day fast, day one, no problem, easy. Day two, a little tired, really no problem. Day three, I was quite tired. 
day three I was very tired um, did not feel great but again nothing serious no 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 nothing terrible so I finished the three days and uh, again I continued to drop uh, almost half a kilo per day and this was now now it had been about you know six days almost a week and I had lost like you know five to six kilos and I thought wow this is amazing I'm going to continue I'm going to drop down all the way to 70 and after watching more and more of his videos I realized at my weight because um, I was not super fat right I had only 10 extra kilos so that's not super fat so for people like my like me who need to lose maybe 10 kilos 12 kilos he recommended about you know two day fast just continue to do two day fast 48 hours 48 hours 48 hours so from then that's mostly what I did from then I just kept doing 48 48 48 I ate a meal every two days and it worked great. Now, what's cool is after the first week, my body changed. My body adapted. I got used to the fasting. And the 48-hour fasts became just normal. They felt normal. They felt easy. So, you know, after 24 hours, I felt totally fine. No problems at all. And, uh, you know, even on the second day for 48 hours, I felt totally fine. I, I started to get hungry, you know, near dinner time on the second day. You know, and, and I would be hungry when I finally ate after 48 hours. Yes, I'd be quite hungry and I'd eat a nice meal. And then I would start the next two-day fast. And again, and again, and again, and again, eating every two days, 48 hours fasting, fasting, fasting. Towards the end, towards the end, I decided, you know, after maybe four weeks, I thought, I, I was watching more of his videos, I thought, he talked about dry fasting. So I was just curious. I don't really need to dry fast, honestly. I don't have any big reason to do it, except I'm just curious. I wanted to experience it and see what it was like. So I did one 24-hour dry fast, and then I did a 48-hour dry fast, meaning no water also. And it, those were fine also. I felt tired, just kind of like Bufender said. You, do, you kind of feel tired and, of course, thirsty. <laughs> but uh, But again, like, Nothing, nothing terrible it was not not horrible, but it gave me confidence. So now I know if I do feel bad, if I do get sick, then I am very confident to just do a dry fast. I, I'm certainly confident I can definitely do a 48 hour dry fast. Maybe someday I'll try 72 hours, but 48 hours, no problem. Now, right at the end. So again, probably at week four. I, I don't know what happened. I was getting close to my goal weight. I was maybe 72 kilograms. And I suddenly found I was getting very hungry. Like suddenly, the two-day fast started to feel a lot more difficult. I was getting very hungry on the second day. Um, but I think it's because my body fat was getting lower and lower. And now my body starts telling me, oh, you know, you're... You need to eat more. You just need to start eating. So then I changed for about four days... I only did 24 hours. I would eat every day, once a day. I did that for four days, and I don't know, that somehow that helped my body. My body kind of relaxed. Uh, the, 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 those were really easy for me after, <laughs> after a whole month of two-day fast. The one-day eating was super easy. But then uh, my weight didn't go down on the one day. My weight just kind of stayed the same, around 72 but I wanted to drop two more. So then what I did after a few days of once a day, then I started doing the two days again, 48 hours again. And I did another week 
of 48 hour fasts and they were easy it was interesting I was like I just needed a break I just needed like a one week break and then I went back to doing the two day fasts again and I quickly dropped the last two kilograms and like today I, my weight was 69.7 so I'm just under I'm just under 70 kilograms I have reached my goal weight stabilized so now what will I do? Now I will just continue eating one meal a day. This is for maintenance, right? I don't want to drop a lot lower now because my body fat's pretty low at this point. So I don't want, you know, I want to s- there's a limit. <laughs> um, I'm pretty happy where I am now. Uh, I, I would like maybe to start focusing on building a little muscle and maybe increasing my strength again, starting to increase my exercise. But I'll, I'll be doing eating every day, once a day, one meal a day, OMAD. It's kind of for short, OMAD, one meal a day, O-M-A-D. And this is, uh, you know, like Cole Robinson said, and what I like about his approach is that it's a fasting-focused lifestyle. This means it's not just some special thing you do sometimes. It's part of your everyday life. Every day, I'm fasting now 23 hours. I have about one hour a day where I eat at in the evening. I give myself about one, one, one hour a day to eat dinner. So then I fast for 23 hours. And that my plan is just this is going to be my lifestyle, meaning it's my life habit now from now on. Uh, so it's not just a special thing you do and then after you reach your goal, then you just start eating, you know, a lot of, you know, all day again. You continue doing once a day, once a day. And I, I, I do find my energy levels very high. Maybe you have noticed this, you know, like I'm doing more podcasts. I have more energy during my shows. I uh, like yesterday, I had a super long day, you know. Uh, yesterday, I did a walk and talk. I did the live movie club lesson show yesterday then i stayed up all night <laughs> all night no sleep until 5 30 a.m my time and then i did a live interview with acharya g that was about an hour and a half i went to bed at 8 p.m i mean 8 a.m <laughs> not p.m i went to bed at 8 a.m and i slept about six hours and i woke up feeling great and i feel great now and i have really good energy and this is because of the fasting for sure, it's because of the fasting. Um, let's see. Last thing to say is that, um, you know, I got these great results. And uh, like I said, I was just a 10 kilograms overweight and no real serious health problems. Now, on the other side, someone with very serious problems, my mother, my mother who uh, weighs, who's very, is obese. She's really overweight. On very unhealthy her whole life her whole my whole life not her whole life when she was a teenager I think she was good weight but um, my whole life so that's 51 years my mom has been fat and unhealthy she's now 74 years old she has diabetes she's taking insulin you know which diabetics take she takes blood pressure medicine and honestly in my mind I thought my mom will never really lose weight it's she tried She's tried probably a hundred different diets in 50 years and never successful. Nothing worked. 
maybe lose 10 pounds, maybe lose 15 pounds, and then gain it back and then get even heavier. That's what she has done. She has been doing the snake diet about one month now. She has lost about 18 kilograms already. She cut her insulin 60%. She's doing 60% less insulin for her diabetes. And I am sure she can totally eliminate diabetes. In other words, she will cure her diabetes completely if she keeps going. Uh, she also, she went to the doctor recently and uh, her blood pressure has dropped down to now to a very, very healthy number. Her doctor is telling her if she continues, probably she can cut, she can eliminate the blood pressure medication also. So she cut, if she cuts the insulin, she heals her diabetes, she cuts the blood pressure, then she has no medication at all. And of course, continue cutting the weight. So that's a quite a uh, inspiring story already for me of someone who actually had much more serious health problems and uh, much, much fatter and, and older than me. You know, 74 years old, she's doing this. It's impressive. Very impressive. So I'm very happy to share all this information because I hope it can help you. I hope it can help you and maybe people in your family. Finally, I do, uh, I have invited, I have invited Cole Robinson to come on to my podcast, my show, and interview. I really hope I can talk to him. He's very entertaining. He's a great speaker, very passionate, and super, super knowledgeable about this topic of fasting, weight loss, fitness, building muscle in a healthy way, all of these topics. I'd love, 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 love to talk to him. So I hope he says yes. I'm waiting for a reply. I messaged him yesterday. So there's our topic, guys. Let's go to our uh, comments and questions. So Abraham Ali says, when was the first time you started fasting? Uh, actually, you know, many years ago, I, I did try some fasting. Uh, I just did plain water fasting. I don't know, maybe the very first time I tried that was 10 years ago, maybe. I did like a three or four day uh, plain water fast and then maybe a couple other times, but not with a mindset, not a mindset that this is a lifestyle, this is part of my life, just as like a special thing. And, uh, and because of that, because I only would do it you know, not not often. My body really never adjusted, so it was all. It always felt really difficult. Those fasts, you know, like the the few times I did it uh, ten years ago, it was they were kind of painful. <laughs> I felt terrible. I felt terrible. You know, like on this by even the first day, I felt kind of bad. By the second and third day, I felt horrible. So I didn't want to do it very much. But what I love about his system with uh, starting and by using this the salt water is you really it's it's so much easier for your body to do it this way because you're getting those salts those important salts. So it gives your body a chance. It takes about one week. For me, it took a week. Maybe some days some people only need three days. Maybe some people need two weeks. But the point is that after about a week, my body adjusted. My body got used to burning fat. My body got used to the fasting. And be after that, all the fasts became much, much easier. Even the dry fasting became much easier for me. So when I tried the dry fasts, uh, because my body was already used to it, already adjusted, the dry fasts were not that tough for me. They weren't that tough. Not the short ones I did. I, I mean, I know if I did a five-day dry fast, I'd feel terrible, but... Um, 
just the one or two days was really not that difficult because I was already had trained my body. Now, Sarah's with an interesting question. Now, I'm not an expert on fasting, so I'll, but I'll just go from my experience and uh, I'll and from what I have got uh, seen and heard and learned from Cole Robinson. So a lot of what I'll repeat will be really his ideas because <laughs> he's the expert. During Ramadan, I did dry fasting, but I gained four kilos. I think I know why. Since Ramadan until now, I've tried to lose the four kilos. I do hard exercise and I lost just two kilos. I don't know why. Sarah, my guess is this. Um, I know in Ramadan that... I. I Correct me if I'm wrong. I know you at least eat one big meal. So you're dry fasting in the daytime and then you have like a feast, right? You, know, you break your fast each night with a feast, with a big meal. And if I remember, again, tell me if I'm wrong, Muslims. You can tell me if I'm wrong, but I remember you can actually eat two meals during Ramadan, like one at night and then maybe one before the morning, right? When it's dark. So what you probably did is and this is a mistake <laughs> that people can make, is you, you were dry fasting the day, which is healthy and great, but then you probably got hungry, and so what you did is you ate much too much at night. You are feasting, your meals at night during Ramadan were too big. You were eating too many calories. So even though you were fasting in the daytime, you still gain weight, right? So if you don't want to gain weight during Ramadan, you still have to control, you still need to control the size of your meal at night. Don't don't pig out and, rah, and go crazy at night, okay? <laughs> Keep the meals at a nice, moderate amount. You do that, then you're probably going to stay the same, or possibly, if you want to, you could even lose weight during Ramadan. So that's the key thing. You just have to adjust the size and the calories. The other thing you could do uh, during Ramadan is eat fewer carbs, like less uh you know, less bread, less rice, um, even less fruit. Uh, avoid sugary stuff. Eat a little more, more like protein and other things like that and reduce the amount of carbs during those Ramadan meals. I think if you do those two things next time, you'll probably be okay. Now, for now, you're doing hard exercise, which is good, but you... Um, try, I recommend, since you're just... Now it's not Ramadan, so you don't have to dry fast now. So I recommend, try doing the snake juice fasting. And uh, you want to lose two kilos? Try doing a two-day fast like I was doing, 48-hour fast. Eat every two days. During the, during the time, the fasting time, drink the salt water, potassium and salt. Drink that water and then eat your one meal. The meal should be very low carb. Avoid bread, avoid rice, avoid anything sweet. Don't eat sweet potatoes, potatoes. Avoid carbs when you're trying to lose the weight. If you do that, two kilos, probably one week you could do it. One week. Keep your meals fairly small. Eat every two days. Drink the snake juice, the salt water. In between, you'll continue to do your exercising. Uh, you'll drop it fast. That's exactly what I did, and I think you'll be fine. Yeah, like Ambitious Guy says, you're right, almost all of us eat so much after fasting night in Ramadan. See, this is the other thing I did, uh, like Ibrahim was asking me, the, you know, long time when I first tried fasting by myself, like 10 years ago. I also made the same mistake, because I would fast, you know, one day or two days or something like that with water, 
But then I would be so hungry that what would I do? I would be eat like a pig afterwards. I would ah, I would eat popcorn and just anything, carbs. I would eat sweet stuff. I'm just eating, eating, eating. So I did not lose any weight. It kind of like killed, it, it killed a lot of the benefit of the fasting because after I would eat too much. So I understand it. Uh, so next time for Ramadan, guys, just uh, try to avoid doing that. For those of you who'll be fasting during Shravan, which is a Sanatana Dharma fasting coming up very soon, same thing. <laughs> okay, guys, uh, it's the same idea. You get to eat a meal at night. Don't be a pig during the one meal. Okay, go ahead and eat. Eat healthy food, but just don't go crazy because you might even, you can gain weight. Even eating one meal a day, you can still gain fat if you eat too much. So, you just have to control that meal. Yeah, like Dalal says, I lost three to two kilos in Ramadan. I tried to control my meals. I avoided caffeine, just one cup of coffee at night. That's all. Right. See, that's very moderate, very controlled, uh, and that's a great approach. Jim... Himamali says, that's great news about your mother. I wish her strength and success to keep up the steps. She now follows with good health. Yep, me too. I am kind of her coach. I'm her snake diet coach. Uh, we talk every day. I always ask her, how's the fasting? How are you doing? How much do you weigh? And she's still feeling good and she's really building a nice habit. And actually, I'm coaching my aunt also, my aunt Jill. Uh, she by text message, so she text messaged me like every maybe week, every few days, three or four days, and uh, same thing. Oh, okay. Now, Kong Kong, this is a nice question. Why do you choose to eat dinner every two days? Why not breakfast? Uh, actually, you know, according to Cole and Snake Diet, breakfast is better. Breakfast is the better meal, uh, but. Really, it's just for convenience, you know. Um, the dinner meal is kind of our family meal. That's when uh, typically, you know, we my wife makes dinner and I sit down with her and the, kind of the babies. But So um, it's just a more social meal. Uh, so for that reason, I know maybe breakfast might be a better one, but it's not a, it's not, it's a small point. I think it's not so important. Yeah, Lisa is kind of saying, I've heard that the more people fast, they become so alert with energy, they don't, they hardly need sleep. Yeah, you know, I've noticed this myself that I need, I seem to need less. Now, sometimes with the babies, I'm exhausted and I do sleep like eight hours. But here's the thing, before fasting, I would sleep probably nine hours a day. And before the babies. <laughs> well, not really, before the babies. <laughs> before the babies came, I typically would sleep nine hours a night, nine and a half hours a night. Like, I felt like, oh, I need so much sleep. Since the babies, uh, of course, much less sleep, but then I felt terrible. But now with the fasting, I've noticed that my sleeping seems... Uh, Bet even when I get less sleep, I seem to do better. So like I slept six hours last night, or well, morning, daytime, and uh, but I still feel good, still feel fine. I do think it helps. Meditation has that same effect, it can. Uh, when I did a 10-day meditation retreat, Vipassana, uh, it was the same thing. Like after a few days of the re meditating all day, I 
I didn't seem to need much sleep. I would sleep like four hours a night and feel fine. Keshawar's Ali Nasser says, what's the best weight for 24-year-olds? Well, that's impossible to answer because it depends how tall you are, how much muscle do you have. You know, it's different for women and men. Um, there's too many factors, right? I mean, basically, you can tell by looking in the mirror, right? Put on just your underwear, look in the mirror. Do you see some obvious fat around your stomach? You're probably too fat. If you, if you have a nice flat stomach, you know, you're probably good. Hamza, I'm going to disagree with you here. One negative point, some people try to belittle, like insult people because they're how they look, because they're fat. We should advise them that fat or thin people don't play any role for it. It's simply their nature they're created with. No, you're wrong. It's not their nature. It's they eat too much food and they're lazy and they don't exercise. That's the truth. That's why people are fat. Now, should we insult them and make them feel bad and be mean? Of course not. Of course not. I, do I do that to my own mom? Of course not. I love my mom. I'm very kind to my mother. But I also tell her the truth. I said, Mom, you're fat and you're unhealthy and it's your fault. You did this. It's not her nature. She wasn't born that way. When she was 18 years old, I've seen pictures. She was thin, thin, and healthy. She did it by eating crappy, junky food, by being lazy and not exercising. It's her fault. It's her responsibility. So we shouldn't lie to fat people. We shouldn't celebrate fatness because it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy and it's ugly. That's the truth. That's the truth. We shouldn't lie to them. It doesn't help them. It doesn't help my mom if I tell her, oh, it's okay, mom. It's okay to be fat. It's not okay. She has diabetes. She's going to die at a younger age. She's going to feel terrible. If she continues to be this fat, she's going to die soon and painfully. Already, Already, she was having so many pain, her knees, pain, her ankles and her feet, pain, her back, pain, because of all the extra fat she's carrying. So it's not kind to lie to them and say, it's okay. That's not being kind. That's being terrible. No, to be kind is to be honest and to say, mom, you're fat. This is unhealthy. And I want to help you. You should do this. And now she's so happy. She's already feeling better. Her pain is less. She says she can walk more easily. Now when she walks, her knees don't hurt so much. She's starting to feel better with less pain. And as she goes more and more, she's going to feel better and better. She will live longer and more importantly, she'll live happier, feeling good. So no, 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 no. It's not their nature. It's not genetic. No, no, no. It's eating too much food and being lazy. And... That's the bad news. <laughs> the good news is though you can change the both of those things. They have the power to change both. Even myself, even myself, I was 80 kilograms, okay? It's no good for me to lie and say, oh, I'm okay, I'm fine, 80 kilograms. Oh, the fat on my stomach is fine. It's not unhealthy. Bullshit, it was unhealthy. I was eating garbage. I was eating sugary stuff because I was stressed out because of the health problems with my baby. I was not healthy. I was too fat. 
I could see it on my stomach. So lying is not good. You, being honest is the first step to recovering and improving your life. And so I was on, I looked in the mirror with my underwear on and I said, I'm, a, I'm fat. I'm fat and I'm not healthy now. This is not good. I'm eating bad food. I'm eating junk. I'm a food addict. I'm addicted to sugar. This is the truth. It's the ugly truth. Just like the red pill. It's the first step. It's not fun for that, that truth, especially when it's yourself, right? But I had to say, I'm getting fat and I'm a sugar addict. That's the hard, ugly truth. So then I say, I have to do something about it. And luckily, the fasting, I did something and now I feel great. And I'm not addicted to sugar now. I'm eating almost no sugar at all. Really none. I eat some, I eat some carbs a little bit now. Now that I've reached my goal weight, just enough so I can do some exercise. But I'm still eating a very low carb, healthy diet. Um, so, yeah, I, I believe we should be honest. Yeah, like again, a Ramadan, Abraham says, following up, you're absolutely right about adjusting the size and the calories. Some people during Ramadan eat a huge amount of food. They destroy the benefits of fasting. Yeah, they destroy the health benefits at least. After a long day of fasting, the best way is to start with water or vegetable soup, then start your normal meal with a reasonable amount, and between the two meals, drink more water or juice. Yes, that's a very healthy, uh, rational, good, disciplined way to do it. Oh, what do you mean by reptile diet in the title? I'm just kind of a joking snake diet. Snake, snakes are reptiles. It's not nothing, no meaning, Lisa. I'm just a little joke. Okay, now Vladislav makes a good point. But, if, but to some people, if you tell them the truth that they're fat, they might get upset and not want your advice. They didn't ask for. Ah, well, exactly. This is the other thing of just being a polite, nice person. I don't just tell anybody they're fat. If someone's fat, I'm not going to tell them that. It's, it's rude, right? It's, that's rude. I, did, I don't want someone telling me that. You, AJ, you're fat. Unless they're close to me, right? Now, if my wife tells me I'm fat, well, then I'm going to listen. Um, But, uh, right, I talk to my mom because I'm very close to my mom. My mom knows she's fat. She talks about it herself. About She knows she's unhealthy. She complains about all the pain. So she wants a solution. So then I'm helping her, right? And of course, I'm very kind. I don't say, Mom, you're fat, bleh, right? I'm not insulting her, but, I'm just, but I am telling her the truth. But if I just meet somebody and they're fat, I'm not going to say anything. Of course not. That's rude. It's very rude. Uh, it's, it's not kind. Again, if they ask you, you know, if they say I'm fat and I'm overweight and, you know, uh, you look really good, you know, what, how, what's your secret? How, how, did, how did you lose weight? How do you stay thin? Well, then you say, well, yeah, okay, here's what you do. And you maybe you give them some advice. So, exactly. You do it in a kind way. You, we can be honest and kind at the same time, right? This is the problem. Being honest does not mean to be insulting. It doesn't mean you're mean, right? We show each other we care. You... You're honest with close people that you care about because you care about them. You're, tr you're being helpful. But even in your own family, even your friends, again, yeah, don't just say you're fat unless, uh, you know, unless they ask or unless you're really close and they know. They know you're saying it because you love them 
and you care about them. So that is a very good point. And that's where I do agree with the earlier commenter about uh, we should not insult. Pap exactly. We should never insult. We should, we should be kind. We should be kind. Because the truth is, you know, um, people who are fat, many of them have no idea how to do it. My, like my mom. They want to be thin. They know they're unhealthy. They know. They know. Of course they know. They're not stupid. But they're frustrated because they have, they have tried many things. My mom was just, she was so addicted to sugary, junky food. She had so much, you know, weakness and pain in her body that exercising just made her feel terrible. And she, she tried over 50 years of her, of my life and her life, she tried all these, all these different kinds of diets and they failed and they failed and they failed. And of course, she just felt hopeless. Okay. So of course, many of these people, they quit. They just say, oh, I'm just going to accept that I'm fat because they have no hope, because they're, they, they're, they have no strategy that works. They've tried too many things and nothing works and they're very frustrated. So we also have to show that kindness to them because of that. Because I've had, you know, all of us have had this situation in life, right? And some, with something in your life where maybe for many, many, many years you have this frustration and you, it's this pain in your life, this problem, and you try and nothing works and you try again and nothing works. I was like this with jobs, 20 years working jobs that I hated. And I would try all these different things and nothing worked, nothing worked, trying all these different jobs. And it was very frustrating and very painful until finally I found an answer, but... 20 years it took me. Some very good points, you guys. Yeah, like Zibisek says, some children are born uh, overweight are not affected by nature. They are affected by bad habits of the parents. They are given no chance to be fit. Yeah, well, exactly. This is a sad thing that's happening more and more now, especially in the United States. Uh, I would say probably, you know, England, a few other countries where we really have a big problem with fatness, um, where these poor children are becoming fat at very young ages. And of course, we can't blame the children. It's their parents. Their parents are feeding them too much junk. And uh, what a sad thing because then they never have a chance, these guys. Of course, maybe they have a chance when they become adults, but it's so sad for these guys. You know, for it's not healthy or natural for a child to be really overweight. You know, a little fat on, a, on babies and children is fine, but not, you know, you, it, it's, you know, sometimes you see they're very overweight. It's so unhealthy. It's a terrible way for them to start life. AJ, have you read Willpower Doesn't Work? I'm guessing, I, I guess, Alexi, I guess you're talking about a book. I have not read it, but I kind of understand the idea. Um, honestly, the fasting has not required much willpower. It's kind of, uh, well, I, I understand it, actually. It's, it's kind of back to the St. Augustine idea. It's actually easier to just not eat than to try to control your eating. It's easier to eat, to fast for two days than to eat, three meals a day that are very small and low calorie. Three meals a day, low calorie, requires a huge amount of willpower. Fasting two days requires much less willpower. It's just much easier because I think it's more natural for our bodies. I think our bodies actually are, uh, fasting is very good for us. Uh, 
Uh, back here, did, did you eat any special meals during the fasting? Not really, just low carb. Low carb is the main thing. Because I was trying to cut, especially because when you're trying to cut fat, you don't want to eat anything sugary. You don't want to eat carbs when you're, in, when you're doing it for weight loss. Now that I'm at kind of a goal weight, I'll probably adjust my carbs a little bit, a little bit higher on the carbs now. Uh, really, you know, the way to think about carbs is they're connected to your exercise, your physical activity. So if you're very active, you're lifting weights, you're running a lot, you're doing lots of exercise, then you want you can increase your carbs. You kind of your muscles will use that extra carb or sugar. If you're not, if you don't do much exercise every day, if you're kind of more, we say sedentary, you're less active, then your carbs should stay quite low. So you really can adjust it and you can just test it. Try it and just keep weigh yourself every day. And if you're not gaining weight, you're okay. Sriracha, just thanking me, says, thank you so much for supporting us in many ways of life, especially learning English. You are welcome. Yeah, like Hemalali says, uh, when you experience the good results for yourself, the best results yourself, then you can advise others more powerfully with confidence and the real truth. Yes, exactly right. Now I have uh, a lot of confidence about fasting. Uh, this is why I also, this is why I waited to invite Cole Robinson because I wanted to do it and reach my goal. I wanted to have the full experience of doing his system of fasting, snake diet. And now I've done it. So I have direct experience with it. I've got great results, feeling great. So now I feel very confident to interview him and, uh, and to also promote him. So she says, because yourself, you know the exact way and the real nature of the facts. Superb, thank you. You are welcome. You are welcome. Oh, when it wants to have a six pack, six pack means you can, this is slang, means you can see your ab muscles. So you have to be quite thin to do that. I don't quite have a six pack right now. I'd say I have a four pack. <laughs> I've got a little bit, a little bit of food, a little bit of food, a little bit of fat, but, uh, but I have a very flat stomach now. But anyway, um, he says it's very hard. I go to the gym every day. I have a diet with good food, mostly from eggs and veggies. But my body's in good shape, but I still want to get cut some more fat. Do fasting, guy. This is what you need to do. You need to fast. Um, because even if you eat the same calories, but if you eat two times a day or three times a day, it's harder to lose weight. It's harder to lose fat. And so what you do is eat the same amount of food you're eating, but only once a day. Just one meal a day. So fast for 23 hours a day. Eat the same meals, just all the food you normally eat in the day, the same calories, but just eat it in one meal at night. Try that. Marmora says, sometimes hormones play a big role to fat people. It's not their fault because they're lazy. No, you're wrong. 
you're wrong. Why are their hormones messed up? Unless they have a very serious disease, their hormones are messed up because they eat crappy food. They eat too much food and they eat junk food. And then when you do that, your hormones get messed up. And then when your hormones get messed up, then you get even fatter. So you're wrong. You're wrong. Same with my mom. So she could blame hormones. Oh, my insulin. I'm a diabetic. Well, how did she become a diabetic? By eating too much food, by becoming fat, by eating junk food, carbs, sugar. And yes, then it destroyed her hormones, specifically insulin, the the blood sugar hormone. And yeah, then some people blame their hormones. Well, I'm a diabetic. That's why I'm fat. No, no, you're, you're diabetic because you're fat. You're diabetic because you eat crappy food. So no, this is a bullshit excuse. It's wrong. It's not true. Maybe 0.1%, like a type 1 diabetic who's born that way as a baby, their pancreas isn't working or their pancreas, you know, something like that. Very extreme examples. But for 99.99% of fat people, it's their fault and only their fault. That's the truth. Don't make excuses. That is the truth. (laughs) Giuliano says, I'm feeling so alone because everybody wants to lose weight. I want to gain it. (laughs) That's all right. You know, that's another... uh, There are people, exactly. There are people who are very skinny and uh, muscle weight is too small. And, uh, you know, there are people who have the opposite problem. Their metabolism's high. And that's probably trickier. Now, I don't, uh, I'll tell you what, when Cole Robinson comes on the show, we can ask him this question. He does do this too. Because, you know, what happens is with the snake diet, he'll get people, they lose all the fat, they get very thin. And then at that point, then they want to start to build muscle because they're thin, but they don't look that good because they have no muscle. So now they're super thin, but they look kind of, you know. Even me, I could add some muscle for sure. Um, So then the trick is to gain that healthy muscle weight, but not fat. And that's, there are different ways to do it. Of course, you've got to exercise. You got to do something to, you know, uh, you you got to do strength exercises specifically. Running and swimming, eh, swimming maybe a little, Um, but running especially will not build muscle. In fact, it can do the opposite. If you run too much, it can make your muscles get smaller, right? That's why if you look at marathon runners, they're all have tiny muscles. Um, so you want to do, you got to lift some heavy weights or do some difficult strength type of exercises. That's number one. And then you've got to eat in a way, uh, you know, I think the 24 hour, the, the one day, one meal a day, but with high protein and some good fat. And, he, and some carbs even, even some carbs so you have the energy to do the hard strength workouts. So I think you can do it uh, using this system, but uh, yeah, it's, it's just a different, you have to do some different things. Okay, let's keep going. Yeah, like a nice quote from Lisa says, uh, quoting Heather Morgan, Anytime you eat or drink, you are either feeding disease or fighting it. Indeed, you know, you can think of uh, every meal as making, does it make you healthier or does it make you sicker? Right? Right? 
Dominico says, you're a really modern philosopher. Love for knowledge. May God bless you. Thank you, Dominico. That's very nice. Thank you. Yeah, we're going to have to ask, we're going to have to ask, uh, Din again is saying, asking about gaining weight. Now this one, I know, I know less about this, honestly. I'm obviously not a muscular person, right? Um, so I don't have the direct experience of this. <laughs> uh, I've always had this kind of, uh, uh, my body is more like the body of a runner or a, you know, more of a stamina endurance type person. Um, so I think this is something we're going to have to ask Cole Robinson about. Once you're very thin, how do you gain muscle without gaining fat? And uh, I've seen some of his videos where he talks about this, so I've given you a few of ideas, but I don't have experience with this myself directly, not yet at least. So um, I think really we're going to have to wait and get his answer for that. I hope we can get him on the show. Do you recommend, Pack Pack says, do you recommend doing sports with fasting? Uh, yeah. For the, sh uh, for the like w one meal a day, you can do sports. You can do anything you want. Uh, for longer fast, it's different. Like if you're doing a three-day fast and you're trying to do some difficult sport, yeah, you're gonna, you might be tired. It might be difficult, right? Um, but for the short fast, it should be no problem. I think it's cer certainly the one day, the one meal a day, you, it should be totally fine to do any sport. Yeah, like Elena says, a nice little idiom. We eat to live, not live to eat. Right. Eating helps us live better, but it's not the purpose of life. Yeah, so Keshwaras is also asking about gaining weight. For gaining high weight, which foods do you recommend? Well, again, like, you know, we want to gain muscle, not fat. I mean, if you want to just get fat, it's easy. You just eat a bunch of junk food. <laughs> just eat tons of sugar and desserts and high calorie stuff, you'll get fat. So that's easy. <laughs> Anyone can get fat. That's It's easy to gain weight. No problem. Just eat a huge amount of uh, sugary food. The difficult thing is to gain healthy weight, to gain muscle weight and not get fat. That's much harder. Uh, that's where you have to be more careful. And that's really where I, I don't really have a, I don't, I'm not an expert in that. I don't, I can't give you the, a great answer. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of this guy, Gabriela Palanco says, here in Brazil, a 34-year-old guy, he was a participant in a reality show. He died two days ago. He weighed 500 kilos, kilos, not pounds, kilos. Can you imagine? How can someone reach that weight? Now, see, it's so sad, right? So sad that that kind of situation is a tragedy. And not helping that guy, you know, somebody was feeding that guy, right? Because at 500 kilos, I guarantee he could not walk. When they get that big, those people, they're stuck in a bed. They can't move. So that means somebody like a wife or a husband or a mom or a dad is bringing them gigantic amounts of food. Is that helping them? No, it kills them. It kills them. That person, a 500 kilo person could probably fast for six months, you know, a year. They could probably fast a whole year without eating, just drinking salt water, and they'd still be alive. Uh, 
In fact, they'd be much healthier. So, yeah, right? I mean, these extreme examples are very sad. And, um, you know, we want to help these people. If you, if you have someone you love and they're in that situation, don't, you know, you got to be polite and kind. But, man, we don't help them by telling them it's okay. Don't tell them it's okay. The law says, in gyms, they sell sports drinks. Is it true it makes us energized or it's a lie? I think it's the second choice. Um, both. It's, uh, it will energize you, but it's unhealthy. They're full of huge amounts of caffeine, usually, uh, and maybe some other uh, chemicals. To they do, They'll give you that quick energy, ah, you know, but it's not healthy for your body to be taking those super high amounts of caffeine and other stimulants. So we call these these kind of drugs are called stimulants. They stimulate. They speed up your body. And uh, yes, for very short term, you'll get, you know, keep you awake. They'll energize you. But long term, they'll kind of exhaust you actually because it makes your body tired after a while if you're drinking that stuff all the time. So it's not healthy for you long term. Um, that's the problem. Yeah, like see, Dominico says, I'm so happy for your mother. My father doesn't want to listen to me. You know, my dad's the same. I'll tell it in a minute. It's frustrating to study. I love nutrition and you can't help your own family. It's very frustrating when you can't help your own family. I agree. I tried everything. My father's so blue pilled. He's a school math teacher. Any advice? It's hard because I, I've actually tried to talk to my dad about the snake diet. Now, my dad's not super fat, but he's probably a little overweight, or at least he used to be. Maybe not so much now. But um, but I know it would help his health because he has some other health problems. He's He's been a smoker his whole life, for example. And I know that fasting also helps to just clean your body, right, and helps you live longer. So I would love for my dad to try it also. Not maybe not so much for weight loss, but for other reasons. But um, and I also have tried to encourage my dad to do some other kinds of exercise, and uh, he just doesn't. He's really not interested. He just doesn't. He's not interested in taking advice from me. So I kind of stopped doing it. Um, my mom's a little more open to advice from me. It just kind of it's just a different relationship. I don't know if it's because mother, father, and I mean, mother, son, and father, son is a different relationship. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I don't know what, you know, you can't, we, you know, in English we say you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. It's an, it's an idiom, kind of a long idiom. So you can bring a horse to the water, but you can't force him to drink, even if he's thirsty. If he doesn't want to drink, the horse will not drink. Uh, and it, so it's the same idea. You can try to share information with people and help them, but if they're not interested, then you can't help them, right? It's like if someone, you can try to help teach somebody, but if they're not, if they don't want to learn, they're not going to learn because in the end, we, we all have this freedom of choice. So uh, sometimes you just have to accept it even though it's difficult. It's painful because you want, you love them. I mean, that's why you want to help them, but, uh, but you also don't want to create a bad feelings and a bad relationship by trying to force, push, push too much because that can hurt the relationship and they still won't do it. So they're, you know, at a point you just must accept their choice even if you don't like it. And they do that with us too, you know. Sometimes we choose things our parents don't like. So we have to be fair. 
Yeah, like Merrick says, oh, this is a wonderful f- quote. We should put this on a bump, a sticker, like a, a sign. Sugar is white death. That's a nice sentence I like it sugar is white death that should be a big sign you could put it on your car put it in your kitchen sugar is white death (laughs) I love it that's great Merrick you eat because you're nervous number two number three you sit a lot and you move little you eat chemically filled foods number four number five you don't sleep enough number six you have bad habits in eating for example you eat at night you eat too much before bed then instead of saying How I say you put on weight, you didn't follow the rules because I had it somewhere. When I wrote the above, people talk nonsense about weight. Maybe it's the fault of a solar eclipse. (laughs) Yeah, right. So people always look for excuses. They always want to blame something else instead of exactly what you said. There are reasons. Things happen for reasons. You know, this is the basic truth of natural law that causes i mean that outcomes that results have causes everything has a cause so if you're getting fat there's a cause look for the causes Okay, Abraham says, can you do one of Mark's sessions videos and do a show about it? Yes, I like Mark. He's, uh, his blog is marksdailyapple.com. He knows a lot about, he knows a lot about the sort of um, science of nutrition, I would say. So he can talk about the chemicals and the hormones and all what's actually happening. Cole Robinson, snake diet is really more practical. He just says, do this because it works, you know. And sometimes he might not know why it works, but it just works. And uh, I kind of like, I tend to be more like Cole Robinson. Like I don't necessarily need to know the biochemistry. But um, Mark Sessions uh, is very knowledgeable, knowledgeable about all that. And so it's a good idea. I think it's, is it Mark Sessions or Mark Sisson? I think it's Mark Sisson. S-I-S-S-O-N. Like Hamza says, um, I've read a story about people living high in high mountains. They're away from technology. They're healthier. Their life expectancy is high because they rely on natural food and working in the farms. See, exactly. We used to do this. There used to be no choice. Everybody had to work hard every day, you know, farming, you know, digging, and they didn't have machines. You know, if you think, I'm talking like, a, let's say, 500 years ago. So uh, just their everyday life, they were exercising as just part of their work, part of their life. And they didn't have processed junk food. They didn't have potato chips and candy bars. You know, they had some sweets maybe, but it was very different. Um, So of course they were healthier. They had daily exercise, no industrial hormones in their food. Unlike us relying on junk food and bad lifestyles, which cause many diseases. Exactly, exactly. Oh, we Italians have the same idiom, says Domenico. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. I wonder, that might come from Aesop. I wonder if it comes from Aesop originally. We'll see. Yeah.
Could you tell us uh, about multivitamins that we can use in addition to nutrition? Um, again, like I'm not a super expert on this. I know Cole Robinson's opinion is you don't need multivitamins if you uh, if you're fasting as part of your life, and of course eat a variety of foods, eat plenty of veggies and meat and things like that. Um, you know, you could maybe take a multivitamin as like kind of insurance, but I don't think uh, taking huge amounts is necessary unless you have a bad diet. Um, like I'm, I used to take a lot of vitamins and I'm now reducing it a lot. If Elena says, if I don't eat all day long, I can't sleep at night, what should I do? Um, try eating a bit fewer carbs and you might change the time of your meal if you're eating one meal a day. Um, you know, if you're eating it at, like close to bed, like kind of a late dinner, then try to eat earlier. Try eating lunch as your one meal. Try eating breakfast as your one meal. You might change it around and you also might try changing the kinds of foods you're eating uh, and to find out what works for you. That's, that's kind of my best advice. Oh, Tuan Tran says, what is lean muscle? Lean muscle, uh, I'm doubtful about this phrase. It just means muscle without fat. Lean means uh, without fat or with little fat. So when we say, I want to build lean muscle, you'll see this in fitness magazines and videos, build lean muscle. Because, you know, you can build muscle and get fat also, right? This is also possible. You, if you do hard workouts and exercise, lifting heavy weights, and then you eat a huge amount of food and junk food, yes, you'll probably gain muscle, but you'll also gain a lot of fat. So you'll have muscle and fat at the same time. And most people don't want that. So people want lean muscle. That means they want to gain muscle, but not the fat. So that's called gaining lean muscle. Din says, do you know about TED Talks? Yes. There's a video about presentation about how to learn languages. When I want it, I thought you can share your method in this channel as a presenter. Maybe, though, I, eh, there's some, I have some problems with TED Talk. They're very corporate, very big, big business, Silicon Valley supported. They do a lot of censorship of, of uh, some pretty good people where they don't, they won't let them speak. Um, so for these reasons, uh, you know, it's okay. There's some nice TED Talks. For sure there are. But uh, overall, I don't like anything that comes from Silicon Valley. Um, now, on the topic, however, of learning languages, uh, I just I posted on Gab today that I do hope to interview Steve Kaufman again soon. Steve Kaufman, I was corrected. <laughs> Steve Kaufman learns languages. He learns so many. He learns them so quickly that I always, I lose count. I can't keep count. I can't keep up. I thought, I looked at his blog. I don't know. I thought it was a recent blog post and he was learning 17, his number 17 language. But then just found out, no, no, he speaks 20 languages now. He's already on number 20. So this guy is amazing. You know, that that's a pretty special person. 
20 languages. It's a gigantic amount. And what I love about them is, you know, we share the same uh, ideas. You know, my ideas of teaching English, uh, my philosophy of it, uh, matches perfectly, really, with his philosophy of learning languages and in addition he's a very nice guy he's got a very nice website for learning languages and they have many languages now and uh just overall an amazing person and has some it's it's always great to hear from someone like that you know who's just a super expert on a topic like cole robinson with fasting steve kaufman he speaks 20 languages he's a super expert on learning languages so i'm going to try to get him back on the show soon maybe in the next two months He's usually happy. He's been on our show, I think, a couple times. Uh, so I'm sure he'll be happy to come back. Yeah, like Elena says, and this is exactly true in nature, when dogs get sick, they don't eat anything for a few days. This is what animals do. They, they By instinct, when they get sick, they naturally fast to heal themselves. That's right. That's exactly right. We should do this. We've forgotten nature. Vladislav says, at what level does Steve Kaufman know all those languages? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure it, it, it varies by language. Some of them very, very well. I know that he speaks Japanese very, very well. Uh, I believe he speaks Chinese very well. Uh, I know he speaks Spanish very well, very well. Um, what other ones do, am I quite sure that he's, oh, French. I know he speaks, French might be his best language, uh, according to him, according to his book. I know he speaks that uh, French very, very, very well. Uh, so, I mean, that's already four, five languages that he speaks at a very, very high level. Now, I don't know, of the 20, there might be some where he speaks them. It's kind of more so-so, you know, like he can, like my Spanish, <laughs> um, where he can kind of survive and get around and have basic conversations. But I don't know. I don't know. He might speak, he probably speaks all of them better than I speak Spanish, I'm guessing. Um, he may speak all of them at a fairly high level. We can ask him. I'll ask him that, you know. When he comes back, I'll say, yeah, how many, you speak 20, how many of them are like, like which ones are the best at the very highest level that are like super fluent? Uh, which ones are kind of maybe a little bit less? Are there any that are kind of so-so? I have no idea, but it doesn't matter. I mean, even he speaks five really, really well, and then 15, I don't know, but I think he speaks them pretty well. And uh, of course, the other side of it is not just the speaking, but it's the understanding. How, how well does he understand them? And I think, especially on that side, he does very well. So there you go. It's impressive. He speaks Portuguese as well, says Antonio. Yep. He does. He speaks Italian. I think he speaks pretty much all the Western European languages. Um, and then in terms of Eastern languages, he speaks Japanese. He speaks Mandarin. He speaks Cantonese. Uh, other eight, like East Asian languages. Uh, I don't, Korean, I think he did learn Korean. I think he speaks Korean too. Um, yeah, it's amazing. All right, guys. I Oh, it's, yep, it's getting late. So time for me to go watch babies. Tuan with a question. How many pull-ups can you do at once when you're still hanging on the bar? Do you increase the rep range of pull-ups? Uh, I think I'm about 14 right now. That's no weight. 
So that's just me, just my body weight only. I can do 12 to 14. I, I did 12 last week, but I did. I, I did. I was not going for my maximum. I probably could have done a couple more. So I, I, I definitely can do 12 pull-ups without dropping off the bar. And those. And I'm. And by the way, this is an important part about pull-ups because there's kind of a couple, a few ways to do pull-ups. Some people do pull-ups. They're like, ugh, they're shaking their body around and swinging. You know, these are called kipping. Kipping. This action is called kipping, where you're swinging your legs and you're kicking your legs and your hips to kind of give you some energy to do the pull-up. That's cheating. That's cheating for me. I, that's not a real pull-up, I don't think. So a real pull-up is nice and controlled. You're hanging from the bar and then you just nicely, nicely slowly, not super slowly, but, but not just quickly, right? Nice and slow and controlled. You pull yourself up, boom, your chin comes above the bar, your shoulders maybe touch the bar. That's what I do. I touch my shoulders, kind of my chest here to the bar. Boom. Then you lower down with nice control and then you do it again. Boom. Right? Like this is the action. That's a real pull up, a real controlled pull up. Uh, in my opinion, and, and also, you know, that's what Anthony Arvanatakis would tell you. Uh, Al Cavadlo, all these guys who do bodyweight exercises. That's, so those are sh what you might call strict pull-ups. So strict pull-ups, I can do 12 to 14 uh, without, you know, without dropping off the bar. Now, how many, I don't do those swinging crazy pull-ups. Sometimes I see people doing it. It just looks weird. I don't know what the, there's, no, seems like it's, there's, I don't know. It seems like you lose a lot of benefit if you're swinging your body around and kicking your legs. You're not using those muscles. So you're not using them as well. So it's the same thing. I do push-ups. I do them pretty slowly. You know, I'm not just bang, 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 bang. Nice. A lot of stuff says yesterday, your pullability is slightly higher than mine. Yesterday, I made 13 pull-ups. It's still very good. You know, I'd say anything 12 or over is very nice. You know, pull-ups are not easy. And uh, anything more than... I'm really 10 even. If you can do 10 nice, strict, controlled pull-ups, yeah, that's a nice level of uh, natural strength. really is. It's good. Very nice. Uh, you can do 12 or 14. That's really nice. And you can do more than that. Some people can do 18, 20, 25. Very, very good. Now, what I've started doing, though, mostly what I do is I do it with weight. Uh, so most of my pull-ups, I'll do six pull-ups, but I have a weight in my backpack and have my baby baby girl on the front so i wear the baby girl in the carrier and then i have a kind of a little bit of a heavy backpack I, total weight's probably about 12 kilos and then i'll do pull-ups and with that weight i can do about six maybe seven if i'm if i eat some carbs <laughs> have some energy i can maybe do seven of those Yeah, like Tuan says, you're right. The body must be rigid when you're pulling. There's guys I encounter who go to the park to exercise pull-ups. He just uses those momentums. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like, so people get, it's like what Anthony was saying. People get focused on the number. I can do 20 pull-ups, right? But they're kicking their legs. And um, so it's not the number that's important. It's, it's the technique and how you are making your muscles stronger, right? So it's better to do fewer with good control. Same with lifting weights. You don't want to throwing the weights and bad technique and all this crazy stuff, right? The, the good uh, 
really good weightlifters and uh, b- uh, bodybuilders and power lifters. You know, they they use very strict, very strict controlled technique for maximum benefit and maximum strength. So, and it's also safer. You know, the other thing about all that kicking around and all the crazy movement is it, you're more likely to injure yourself doing that. If you do nice, these nice slow, you know, ni- very slow controlled pull-ups, you're, it's quite safe for your shoulders because some people injure their shoulders doing pull-ups. But it's because they just, they just hang, they're, they're kicking and it starts putting stress on their shoulders the joints or sometimes on the elbows um, so it's it's you're you're more likely to be injured but if you just hang there with and you got nice control your nice tight muscles you very slowly tight you pull up you're, you're holding you keep that tension on your muscles then you you lower back down there's no kicking around this is nice and controlled and is much safer for your shoulders and your elbows and your joints and that's true for all these exercises it's also true for weightlifting, you know, when you're doing a, like a bench press, instead of just throwing it and kicking and doing your, all these weird body positions, trying to get extra weight, you just you, you make your body nice and solid and that nice controlled movement, it's much safer for your body. Uh, and I, I'm not very good at weightlifting, but uh, it's the same idea. People who are good at weightlifting will tell you this. Yeah, well, Alexi says, this is a good point about body weight exercises. When I weighed 70 kilos, I did 24 pull-ups. Now I'm 83 kilos, I do 12 to 15 with difficulty. Well, exactly, right? Because a pull-up, you're lifting your own weight. So if you cut fat, but you keep the same muscle, you're going to do more pull-ups. Because now you're, you're, you weigh less, so the weight has dropped. You've actually reduced the weight, but you've kept the same strength and muscle. So exactly, the number will go up. That's exactly right. This is the other reason I'm using my heavy backpack now, because I weigh less. So it means actually to get the same effect on my muscles, the same uh, difficulty. Now I really I need to add extra weight. Because I used to weigh 20 pounds more. So now I have to re- I have to add it by using my baby in my backpack. <laughs> Good point. Oh, now see, now here's a confirmation of Steve Kaufman. S- Madeleine G says, Steve Kaufman speaks Polish very well. I heard him on YouTube. There you go. I think he speaks these languages quite well. I mean, this is my... I can't judge the, all his languages, of course, but... Um, from what I've heard, I believe he speaks those 20 languages quite well. All right, guys, I think it's time to go. Yeah, oh, kind of a long one today. Well, that was good. So anyway, Snake Diet, snakediet.com. I'm going to show you my t-shirt again if you're watching on video. Snake Diet. <laughs> Snake Diet, check it out. Uh, just, you know, I just very happy about it. I'm, uh, this is one of those things in life where one link, one connection, one recommendation can make a huge change in your life. And I just want to thank, I got to check my gab. I can't remember his name, but the Korean, uh, Harper's English member who sent me the link and recommended Cole Robinson. You know, it was a big life change for me, and it's now helping my mom. It's now helping my aunt. I have an uncle. He may start doing it. So wonderful, wonderful, and hopefully helping some of you too. So thank you so much, and, uh, you know, happy fasting for all of you. 
We'll be back again tomorrow. I also, I'll add a walk and talk later tonight where I, I talk a little more about snake diet, but I also talk about Gab, the new Gab. Very exciting things about that happening. You must follow me on gab.com at AJ Hogue. You can see it on the screen. Uh, where is it? Over here. If you're watching where my hands are, gab.com, AJ Hogue. Follow me there at AJ Hogue. Very cool things happening. And, uh, I'll be back tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow we'll do one of Aesop's stories, do an Aesop story and learn some more vocab. All right. Until then, uh, lots of love to you. Love you guys. You're wonderful. Uh, you know, the, the live discussion is probably my favorite part now of all of our shows and lessons because uh, I just find you guys have such interesting, intelligent ideas and questions and, uh, it, and they benefit everybody who listens and watches. So... See you tomorrow. Lots of love. As always, join my VIP program. Remember, VIP members, you're going to get the movie club lessons also as an extra bonus for you. So if you want those, it's another reason to join and commit to my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. EffortlessEnglishClub.com.